Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, July 24th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, Castlewood State Park is known for its winding hiking trails and bluff-top views. But one listener wanted to know, what was there before? There were a couple hundred buildings here around that time, so ranging from uh, clubhouses to dance halls, place to get a haircut, place to get ice cream, and place to get some whiskey. <laughs> St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan dug into the history of the area and visited the ruins that remain. First, the news. The Missouri House Special Committee on Criminal Justice is holding a public hearing today in the St. Louis area on legislation concerning police accountability. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports on how the committee plans to use the most recent Vehicle Stops report to possibly spark solutions to curb racial profiling. After assessing the recent Vehicle Stops report, State Representative Shamed Dogan and other members of the Special Committee on Criminal Justice say they want to put an end to racial profiling by police. They also want to add penalties in the laws against such acts. Dogan says they're looking to change the culture that results in black drivers being stopped at much higher rates than white drivers. If you can't show a basic respect for all of the citizens of the city or the county for the state that you serve, you don't need to be involved in law enforcement. Through the public hearing, Dogan and the committee are seeking input from the community and other leaders. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. An open house is being held tonight for St. Louis officials to gather feedback on a potential new economic development strategy for the city. It will follow a similar session last night, which attracted a few dozen people at Vashon High School. The discussion ranged from barriers residents face in the job market to equitable development. Mayor Lida Krusen says the input will help the city develop a strategy that prioritizes long-term development. It's honestly all about attracting and retaining talent and jobs. And so this study is going to help us develop the industries that we really want to focus on. A final report on a new economic development strategy is expected in October. Two new laws in Illinois are designed to help undocumented immigrant children. More on that from reporter Sean Crawford. The governor signed the measures in Chicago, flanked by advocates who say the state must be a welcoming place for all. One of them allows more time for a short-term guardian to have custody if parents are held or deported by the federal government. Another would give young immigrants access to a special visa if they're victims of abuse or neglect. Democratic Senator Christina Castro of Elgin was the lead sponsor. We have an obligation to protect children regardless of their immigration status. Governor J.B. Pritzker says Illinois will continue to be a firewall against President Trump's immigration policies that have people living in fear. I'm Sean Crawford. Castlewood State Park has drawn thousands of visitors each year since 1974. But what was there before? That question has been in the back of Joel Verhagen's mind for years, so he submitted it to our Curious Lewis series. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan took a trip to Baldwin to answer the question. 
Joel Verhagen first visited Castlewood State Park more than a decade ago. He's kind of a history buff, and he started wondering what was here before it was a park. So he decided to ask us to hunt down the answer. And that's how Joel and I end up hiking a gravel path at Castlewood on a blazing hot summer day. We take a break to catch our breath, and that's when we spot something. Old concrete steps built into the hillside. Whoa, so many stairs. All oh, this is getting worn away from the when the water rushes down. Yeah. Is this gonna hold my weight? <laughs> the stairs are covered in moss and literally falling apart. The question is, why are they here? I decide to visit park manager Jeff Bonney to get some answers. He says the park was a bustling summer resort area in the early 1900s. There were a couple hundred buildings here around that time, so ranging from uh, clubhouses to dance halls, place to get a haircut, place to get ice cream, and place to get some whiskey. <laughs> Bonnie says thousands of people used to visit every weekend, usually coming by train and climbing up those concrete steps to cabins tucked in the hills. The walls of his office are covered in black and white photos. He points to one of Lincoln Beach, a sandy, man-made beach once along the Merrimack River. There's dozens and dozens and dozens of canoes and hundreds of people and some people are just sitting in their canoes. Some people are sunbathing out. The stores, the clubs, the dance halls where those tourists spent their evenings, they're all gone. Bonnie says that whenever they work on the water system in the park, they discover old water lines running everywhere, showing that there was once a building here or one over there. But here's the strange thing. Only a few foundations are left. So where did they all go? So every time it floods, it always drops sand and silt and rock and whatnot. And, you know, even the ground outside the park office and even around the, the Merrimack could be multiple feet higher than it was. So those old foundations, Bonnie says, are probably buried under years of sand and silt. And many of the people who visited the old Castlewood Resort are long gone, too, which makes it hard to piece together its history. But not all of them. My name is Alice Young Mertz. And I grew up in Castlewood from the year approximately 1949. And we lived there in a clubhouse backing up to the Merrimack. The little clubhouse was up on stilts, and it was pretty rustic. One big bedroom where Mertz slept in bunk beds with her four siblings and an outhouse. Mertz is 81, too young to remember the resort in its heyday. But she says many of the big inns and clubs were still standing back then, including one called the Lone Wolf. Through the years, the Lone Wolf Club drew the imagination because it was supposedly a speakeasy. They had stone pillars and, and gates, and you couldn't get in there. That's Pete Young, Alice's younger brother. The Lone Wolf, which was right on the edge of what's now Castlewood State Park, was a speakeasy that served alcohol during Prohibition in the 1920s. Alice and Pete say their dad was actually a bootlegger around that time. And according to local lore, the club once had a network of underground tunnels. It was a big, huge stone mansion, I would say. Very ornate-looking stone work. It was, it was probably the classiest joint in, in Castlewood. Yeah, well, even as kids, they heard stories about the Lone Wolf and Castlewood's wild past. 
And nowadays, that's pretty much all that's left. Stories. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited this report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.